When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. If you were taking a poll on who was most likely to say little fatty on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, I guess it's me. Uh, Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz, we're in for the guys. You do a good fire alarm, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, my, my God. Like, it, it, it is funny to me. I still think about the fact that after, like, an hour of it going off, I decided I, I made a game. I was like, is it always the same number? Nine times. And then, like, how many Mississippis can I count between the nine Only beats? Only you with that music uh, brain of yours. Uh, Nobody else was doing that. Super analytical. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. Uh, if you're in the app, by the way, anytime, you can click more on the lower right-hand corner. Scroll Oh. All the way down to find live radio, and you can always find us there. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. There's big news in the NFL, and it comes in the form of my favorite team parting ways with a quarterback that I've, frankly, grown to become a a fan of over a a lot of years. Before we get to that, quickly, shameless plug time. We've not done this all morning. We both, we're here together uh, on the morning show, but we are also... Together, very excited about things that are going to be launching next week. Because, Amber, you have – I've been pro- promoing it all day. Uh, Harry and – I keep putting his name first. I'm going to learn the damn name of my show. Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd. It's very nice of you for putting it first. I try to do that with me and Joe. It's, it's the You know, the higher-ups, they're like, no, nah, we're going to go with Joe and Amber. I'm like, all right. But you're very nice. You keep giving Harry uh, the uh, – They just wanted to avoid me making there. I had a Harry Fitz jokes. Uh, I get it. I get it. Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd, noon to 3. Uh, no, like not that. at all. Uh, but Joe and Amber starts January 3rd also yes. from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Your old time spot, uh, yep. Spain and Fitz. So thank you uh, for giving that up and moving earlier. I very much appreciate you for doing that. So, yes, we will be on Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern every week. I, I We will get to car in a second, Raider Nation. Hold on. I, I have to say, you are a glorious person to work for. It's blast every time we get to, to work together. Go on. Uh, every time we work together, I'm uh, just amazed by just how easy you make everything you do. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh is a great dude. Like, not a good dude. He is a great dude. So the Facts. combo of the two of you together is going to be absolutely fire, and I cannot wait to listen to it. Well, thank you. And you and Harry Douglas are two of my favorite people here at I mean, we're ESPN be great. Radio. <laughs> you guys that. are going to be wild to listen to. I will definitely be tuned in 12 to 3 every day. I think wild might be the best word for that, as it took us minutes on the radio show to bring up uh, what we brought up yesterday. All right. So the Raiders have benched Derek Carr. And not only have they benched Derek Carr, he will not be around the facility for the next couple of weeks. For anybody that didn't see the news yesterday, uh, this, there's an important caveat to this. His contract has very little guaranteed money remaining on it. The only guarantee that kicks in would be a guarantee <clears throat> Excuse me, around if he gets injured. So In these final two games, he gets like $30 million or something, so they cannot risk him getting injured if you're the Raiders. Right. You don't want to risk having to pay him that money. That's exactly why he is now benched with two games remaining in the season. He's not even showing up to the facility. This is over for Derek Carr, though, and the Las Vegas Raiders. This is the signal that a divorce is about to happen. Derek
Derek Carr is only going to cost them if they cut him within three days of the Super Bowl. They would, he would only cost them roughly $6 million bucks. They also could have the option where he could opt in and be traded. He's got a no-trade clause. He would have to agree to that. Maybe something that the Raiders and Derek Carr work together on. Derek Carr will certainly, either way, have a big market out there for his services, despite a very rough season this season. And that, that's one of the points we really wanted to hammer with Damian Woody earlier with us, because Derek Carr has tremendous value in a world where Carson, in a world, in a well, world, that's my, my movie voice in a world where Carson Wentz in a world actually where Josh starts. McDaniels is not your head coach. I mean, if you're looking at the commanders have their playoff lives on the line and they've had to turn to Carson Wentz, the Colts have benched literally anybody that's ever come near a football this year while they try and figure out what they're going to do with their future. Like there are teams, the Jets right now are desperate for somebody that can hold the fort down and help the, the rest of that roster win football games. There's not just a market for Derek Carr. There is going to be a very active market. And for a good Derek Carr. one. A good options, I think, for Derek Carr. I really like actually the pairing between the Jets and Derek Carr. And you heard us discussing it earlier with Damian Woody. The reason I like this, and I have been incredibly vocal about them should have been rocking with Zach Wilson the entire time. I'm like the one lone weird defender on ESPN radio of Zach Wilson. I don't know how that happened. And no, he is That's not my son. He's not my son, even though he looks like me and he has the same last name. Okay. We are not related in any way. Nevertheless, I have somehow become some weird defender there of Zach Wilson. But what, one of the reasons that I was such an advocate of, Hey, you got to rock with Zach Wilson here down the stretch. Cause you have to find out what you have in the number two pick. Now it seems like you don't have much because apparently you're willing to bench him for Mike White, but I don't, I can't imagine Mike White's the answer either. Sorry, New York Jets fans. What maybe could be the answer is a Derek Carr in the immediate future. And I don't think that necessarily risks the future of Zach Wilson either. I think it's like that rare pairing where you could bring him in. Derek Carr is enough of a vet in this league and has accomplished enough in this league, at least by the numbers, where I think you could bring in Derek Carr and it could be an opportunity to still develop Zach Wilson. And maybe that ups Zach Wilson's trade value because he ain't got none right now. So I don't know how you're moving on from that number two overall pick. So maybe you can up his trade value or maybe you can develop him and then he ends up being the future quarterback and Derek Carr, who's in his early 30s, kind of starts aging on you here. And maybe there was more of that than we realized this season with the Raiders. So I actually like that fit I mean, Derek Carr. There's a moment, too, where Derek Carr, to your point, has four or five years of quality football left in him if he wants to, right? right. We don't know what Derek Carr wants yet. I don't think we're going to know that for a minute. But it, it's the it's the what it's the unknown that scares me. And I don't think, and every fan base is going to say that they're also polarized. I spend a lot of time on social media to a fault. The divide on Derek Carr amongst Raiders fans has been a loud one, and I am. On the side of like, hey, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Like I like most things in life, I'm not really on one side or the other. I'm sort of in the middle. I think that Derek Carr has won the Raiders some football games they wouldn't have won. He's lost them some football games they should have won. Like, both are true. And there's been ups and downs. But what we don't know is who else you're going to end up with. Now, you never stay in a relationship because you're afraid of just like, you know, you're never going to find somebody better. That's not a great reason to stay in a relationship. People do it all the time. But that's what I feel like I've been doing for that. You stay in a relationship because you don't want to be alone. You stay in a relationship because you're scared of what else is out there. Like I I said, as, as Woody, when we went to commercial, as Woody was leaving, I told him, I said, look, I know Derek Carr isn't on the same level as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I know that. But I also know who Derek Carr is. And so if there's a, a, a fear for me as a Raiders fan, 
It's that who else is coming in? Like, if the Raiders trade up and they end up, and, and I won't know the answer to this till we hit the draft. If the Raiders trade up and they get one of the three best quarterbacks in this draft, then I can at least understand the logic. Like, I'm big on, on like, in math and algebra in high school, you had to show oh, the God. work. Like, I'm tuning to, out. Can I tune out of the yeah, radio show oh, that dude, I'm on the I, second you mentioned algebra? I, I was the worst at math. About but I was, I'm, I'm big on showing my work. Like, this is how I got the answer I got. If the answer gets me to a, a, one of the three best quarterbacks, then I understand that. If the answer gets me to a project that's not going to see the field for three years and then Jarrett Stidham for right now, then I don't think my favorite team's any better off. So it, it's hard. But there are a lot of teams that are looking around right now saying, my team would be better off with Derek Carr. So it's, it's interesting. Like one man's trash is another man's treasure in this situation. Right, and we might find out that the actual trash may be more of a problem with the coaching don't you staff say it, don't than you it say, is okay. with the quarterback. That's what I was going to say. Listen, this Raiders team might be an attractive option to some quarterbacks out there in terms of the weapons that it has in Devontae. But if Derek Carr couldn't do anything with that, and Derek Carr is a pretty well-respected quarterback across the league, even if he has divided the fan base there in Oakland, traditionally in his career, he's been one of the most underrated quarterbacks, I would say, in the NFL. In NFL circles, though, he seems to be a respected quarterback. And so, yes, he's going to be coveted on an open market. Where does that leave the Raiders? I mean, when you mentioned the analogy there with relationships, like you don't want to dump the person when you're, you know, lonely and you don't know what's next. Like, that's not a good reason to stay. But also, at the same time, you don't want to leave a relationship that's decent thinking the grass is always greener when it ain't always greener. So you need to take some time to think about that as well. And that might be the situation that the Raiders find themselves in. There is a team that I think Derek Carr makes a lot of sense with. uh, And I'll tell you that in a second. But first, I want John in Tennessee to chime in. John, thanks for calling the show, man. We appreciate it. Triple H, say ESPN for the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-729-3777. Seven seven six, John. What you got? Yeah, I agree with the lady. You know, Derek Carr is probably the most underrated quarterback in the league. He has that's about three Raider stats. If I'm not mistaken, he's leading it NFL quarterback in fourth quarter comebacks. You know, he can't go from zero to uh, from a hundred to zero in a year if it's not the coaching staff. I mean, the coaching is horrible, top to bottom, offense and defense. It gets a little better with the defense, but it's terrible on offense. Josh McDaniel should not have been there. Uh, not that, when you haven't. Uh, thanks for the call, man. I don't disagree with you that the coaching's been a huge problem this year. That's also not going anywhere. So, you know. the, the well, not going anywhere yet. Right. I mean, it, this ain't Denver, right? Like, he'll get another shot. I mean, it might go somewhere after next season. And if it doesn't look any better without Derek Carr under center. Right now, I think Derek Carr is the buffer. In terms of the narrative around that Raiders team, we can be a little bit more patient with Josh McDaniels because Derek Carr is going to take the heat right now in the interim. When the departure of Derek Carr, I don't know if that's going to help out McDaniels. Oh, it doesn't. Right. I think that'll make his seat hotter. And and also, I think it's going to be, frankly, harder, depending who they bring in. But to your point, who is out there that we know, hands down, is better than Derek Carr? Maybe a Tom Brady? But even that name being floated out there at 46? Do you want 46-year-old Tom Brady versus 31-year-old Derek Carr? I mean, that's not even a given conversation by any means. Yeah. So Josh McDaniels might find himself in a situation where the grass ain't greener and it costs him a job, but I would say after another season. Yeah, I, A, I don't want Brady. B, I don't think Brady wants the Raiders. Like, he already, they already scored him once, according to multiple reports. 
I don't think he's really the type to come back and be like, oh, you guys want me now? Kumbaya. We're well, all going to be Well, and how fun. attractive is that job to guys around the league? Like, even if you're a Jimmy Garoppolo or one of these other quarterbacks well, that are going to be out there, like, is it attractive? Like, you have Devontae Adams on that I, roster. You, got, you have a team that we thought was going to be good. The actual roster itself isn't bad on paper. Yeah, I mean, you've got Devontae Adams, who have, uh, although injured all year, mostly. You, right. you have Hunter Renfro, who, who should be a very good slot receiver. You have Darren Waller, who... Again, when healthy, mm-hmm. is a very good player. So there are some offensive weapons. The offensive line, though, is atrocious. And and, and you're going to bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo who has his own durability concerns. That yeah. feels like a bad fit. Or a 46-year-old quarterback who has his – I agree with you. I don't think Brady would want to go there anymore. But if, if he did, like you're going to bring in the guy who's 46 years old with an atrocious O-line, it doesn't seem like there's an easy answer out here. I mean, I just said the Bucs are trash because they're asking Derek Carr to do too much, and the Bucs are clearly a better roster than the Raiders are. So, mm-hmm. like, why would uh, – wherever Brady goes, he's going to go somewhere where he can win. Also, I will a better say, division yeah. for him to play in you may, down there in Tampa. Yeah, he's not going to feast on the AFC West. Does he really want to go to a division where he's the third-best quarterback right exactly, now? Exactly, no. I, I, but there is one spot that I think Derek Carr makes sense, and I'll quickly say this before we move on. Uh, if you do the math, uh, Todd Downing is the offensive coordinator, although much maligned in Tennessee for the Titans. The fans don't love him. Uh, the coaching staff has kept him. Todd Downing's previous job as an offensive coordinator was with the Raiders. The year before, he'd mm-hmm. been the quarterback's coach. When they made a change at offensive coordinator, Carr insists that they keep Downing because he loves the guy. I look at like places where you know there are connections because veteran coaches uh, or veteran players want to play with coaches that they know and respect. Now, if the Titans decide that Tannehill's not the answer, and I don't think Malik Willis is either, I would not be surprised to see them in the Derek Carr market, uh, even though there are a lot of holes with Tennessee also. At least he'd be going somewhere with a coach that he knows, and Mike Vrabel's a coach that people seem to love. Well, to play and I don't for. think it means you're giving up on Malik Willis or his development. I mean, I think that's kind yeah, of the I beauty here should, yeah. of Derek Carr, and maybe you should. But I do think if you bring in again, it's sort of like I talked about with the Jets organization. If you bring in a 31 year old quarterback, but has the miles under him that Derek Carr has under him, it's not quite the same as you're bringing in the young guy who's going to straight up compete for the job. And it's obvious, like the Mike White, Zach Wilson situation, where it's like obvious what's going on there. I don't know if Derek Carr disrupts the locker room. In other words, to that degree where you feel like, okay, if you're Malik Willis, maybe you could still take a couple years to develop, even though Derek Carr is there. I actually don't hate that pairing also because you've got a window here with Derek Henry. It's a window that, frankly, I thought coming off of the injuries last season was already going to close on them. It hasn't closed from that perspective on the Tennessee Titans. We know it will close here at some point, so they've got to capitalize on it, and maybe you bring in the vet in order to do that. ESPN Radio's got you covered for bowl game action. Tune in Saturday for the All-State Sugar Bowl, followed by the college football semifinals, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You've got questions, and we've got options. Take your pick. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Amber Wilson, Jason fits in for the guys. Presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're going to do a little take your pick. So, Shannon, going to get on. You're going to give We're going to have the, the pick of some quarterbacks here, right? Yeah, we, we were thinking about this in regards to Derek Carr and his future, and we were looking at wondering whether or not Derek Carr was the best quarterback available potentially this offseason. So I figured, hey, let's do some Derek Carr versus or Derek Carr or. So I will lay out Derek Carr and another quarterback. You tell me if you would take Derek Carr or you would take that other quarterback. Make sense? I got it. You ready? All right, All here right. we go. Amber, I will start with you. Who you take? Who Take your pick. Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo? 
I'll take Derek Carr in this situation. Jimmy G might have the win-loss record in the right system there with Kyle Shanahan. Derek Carr has the numbers otherwise. Also, Jimmy G has the durability concerns. That's something that Derek Carr has not faced in his career. Jimmy Garoppolo, a little younger than Derek Carr. I don't think it matters when you're talking about durability concerns, though. I'm taking Derek Carr if I have the choice between those two. Yeah, I am also. Uh, I think, you know, Jimmy G has definitely puts nice moments out. You just can't ever trust that he's going to be healthy, right? And so if you could trust that he could stay on the field, then this might be a different conversation. But Derek Carr certainly uh, has always been able to to work through really anything to make sure that he stays on the field. And Carr's done a lot with a little. So I, I, I take Derek Carr in that situation. All right, you guys touched on it a little bit earlier, but I want you to take your pick here. Fitz, we'll start with you. Derek Carr or Tom Brady? Can I ask a, qu- a follow-up question, Shannon? Do I have a Take young? Take your pick. Derek do I have Carr a young quarterback in the room? Brady. Uh, nah. Don't complicate this thing. I, I, you know picks. me. I complicate everything. Uh, I I probably take Brady here. Um, but I don't. I don't love the concept of taking Brady unless I got somebody else in the room that I'm also developing at the same time to to learn from him. Because certainly, I'd have to have the right situation to take Brady. Because uh, I, I don't know what the results look like. But I take Brady. I think. Uh, I mean, one of these guys is the greatest quarterback of all time. The other one's not even a top five quarterback right now in the league. And frankly, it's been a while since he was that. I mean, this isn't even a conversation for me. It's obviously Tom Brady, even at 45 years old. I ain't going against the GOAT, not yet. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, greatest of all time doesn't really matter to me right now. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm on this. Like, let me be clear. I'm very pro Tom Brady in his ability because it feels like today I am not. I'm just uh, anti the Buccaneers. Also, betting against Tom Brady has always been a losing proposition. So let me know when that run is over. But but every time we thought it was over, and we've thought it was over many times over the last decade, it hasn't been over. I understand that age is a factor and that mother time misses nobody. It has seemed to miss him so far. We also said the same thing about Belichick, though, but you've made pretty good money if you bet against the Patriots the last couple of years. I'm just saying, if the Super Bowl is the only metric, it's time to start betting against both of them. Brady and Bill. Look at me. I'm out on it. Maybe Derek Carr as well. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's our option, Shannon. All right, well, Fitz, Derek Carr. Take your pick. Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? Derek Carr. Uh, And Daniel Jones has had a couple of nice moments, but we haven't seen any sustained proof of concept like we are we're forgetting at some point what we have seen in the past from Derek Carr I mean you're talking about somebody that over the last few years I mean last year 68 percent completion 4,800 yards 23 touchdowns year before 67 percent 4,100 year before 70 percent 4,000 you're talking about somebody that consistently for four or five straight years put up over 4,000 yards around 70 percent completions and around 20 something touchdowns the Giants would kill to have seen that level of production from Daniel Jones could Daniel Daniel Jones get there? Maybe. But today, right now, I wouldn't bank on that. Yeah, in four years that we've been watching Daniel Jones, is he good? Yeah. I don't know. I can tell you, you just rattled off four or five years straight for Derek Carr, where we knew unequivocally he's good at that position. I have no idea if Daniel Jones is going to pan out as a quarterback. I still don't know. So, no, uh, this is easy for me. It's easily Derek Carr. All right, moving on here. Amber, take your pick. Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield? I, what are we doing? Like Baker, Derek I mean, Carr or Baker Mayfield? I, I, what are we doing, Shannon? I mean, Baker, fine. Has he resurrected his career here with the Rams? I, I guess maybe a little bit. Uh, this one's easy for me. It's Derek Carr. We remember the Baker Mayfield story, everybody? I mean, the, even the Panthers had to move on from Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Maybe Baker Mayfield will go on to have some sort of resurrection, but I don't even need a resurrection from Derek Carr. Like, it's not like he's fallen off to that level. Yeah. 
I mean, think about the conversation when Baker Mayfield was let go by the Panthers. It was like, ah, Baker Mayfield's gone. Mm-hmm. Think about the conversation when Derek Carr's let go. It's like, oh, my God. Like, it, everyone uh, wants him, yeah, you know? Much different, yeah. Very different conversation. If we're talking about pitching products, I'll take Baker Mayfield all day. If we're talking about pitching footballs, I'll take Derek Carr. Wow, that was nice. Uh, that's Thank true. you. I that mean, was off the top of my head. That was off the top of my head. That was a really good line. Baker Mayfield that. is by far the best actor in the national. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to be in my trailer for the rest of the show. I feel like I'm never going to top what I just did. We Go have ahead. trailers around here? No, well, Harry does, I'm sure, somewhere. That's probably true. All right, Fitz, take your pick. Derek Carr or Geno Smith? No, Derek Carr. I mean, uh, Geno Smith is having a resurrection of sorts for the Seahawks, but keep an eye on the Seahawks because – a month ago, we were convinced that Geno Smith is going to be the long-term answer, even though mm-hmm. Seattle currently, according to draft order, holds the third overall pick. Geno has not played quite as well over the last month, for sure. And now they're going to be in a really tempting situation where do they trade down in the draft? Do they stay there and get one of the top two quarterbacks? I think at, at, at third overall, they'll have a shot at either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. You're going to keep Geno for uh, passing on either of those? I, I don't know, man. So I, I think the Seahawks are in a precarious position. I mean, listen, I don't know if Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud are any better than Geno Smith. What I do know is that Derek Carr is better than Geno Smith. I've seen it for a whole lot of years. Uh, Geno Smith, nice little half season that he had there in Seattle. All of a sudden, we're in a conversation whether he's better than Derek Carr. I watched it for a decade bounce around the league, and I can tell you it ain't Derek Carr. So, no, this one's easy for me. Derek Carr is better than Geno Smith. I'm I'm easily choosing him. All right, well, Amber, looking at this offseason, take your pick. Would you rather have Derek Carr or Mike White? I mean, this is absurd. Mike what are White. We doing? Like, <laughs> Mike what White. are we doing Wait, with uh, Mike White? Uh, let me, uh, First of all, hold on. If the New York Jets fans say something, then it's always better to go the opposite of that advice. Right now, the New York Jets fan thinks Mike White is the next coming. I have no idea why. Mike the, White. The win-loss record would suggest otherwise. So Derek Carr is the easy answer here. I have no idea whether White is a good quarterback or not. But I feel you, Jets fans. Like, this is why I'm so scared of life without Derek Carr. Because you, when you are used to living on the island of suck when it comes to the quarterback position, you're so afraid of going back to the to the well at all. Like, you just sit there, you're like, well, Mike White's better than what we've seen. Like, it can it can totally change the way you view everything. Like, the, what the Jets are dealing with right now is what most teams deal with when they decide that their mediocre quarterback is no longer good enough. And but then It's what the Jets have been dealing with for decades, quite literally. And the evaluation of that fan base at that quarterback position, maybe not the best. Again, just ask a guy like Geno Smith. Part of my, my Derek Carr-ism is that, inarguably, without question, Derek Carr is the best and only successful quarterback that the Raiders have ever drafted, ever. Go all the way back in franchise history. The Jim Plunkett's of the world, the Rich Gannon's of the world, the quarterbacks that made it for the Raiders were not drafted by the Raiders. They were eventually traded for, signed by the Raiders. So, like, when you are organizationally, when all you ever do is screw up that position, Mm -hmm. boy, you get you, you get a you know you get a solid five or six and you'll marry him. ESPN Radio has you covered for bowl game action. Tune in today for the Bad Boy Mowers pinstrip bump. Son of a biscuit! I still can't almost, get it. Almost. Every time, every time. It's hard to bowl. say, Bad, Bad Boy. Bad Boy Mowers pinstripe bowl. Oh, now she's showing Nailed off. It. Tune in today for the Bad Boy Mowers pinstripe bowl, there followed by the Cheez It Bowl. 
and the Valero Alamo Bowl. Coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Speaking of quarterbacks, should Jalen Hurts play this weekend? What's the level of concern if he can't even make it on the field until the playoffs? We'll answer that next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Quickly want to correct myself as Twitter has pointed out. That's Twitter's, Twitter's great at that. Uh, my correction. The Raiders have drafted one other successful quarterback, Kenny Stabler, in 1968. Mm. I'm 45 years old. I forgot about the snake. That is yes. that is my fault. I I did not know my history well enough to remember that he was drafted by There's the Raiders. People who are on Twitter that were worried about no no, Ra- no Raiders fans love their history. So okay. that that's my screw up, Raider Nation. I I apologize. Uh, point still stands the same though. To so sorry, uh, Carr, the best quarterback they've drafted since 1968. Now that we have that caveat. Uh, all right. Speaking of quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts in all the news stories this week because the Eagles are in such an interesting, I say, situation where you've got to figure out what's right for your quarterback versus rest and rust and injury. Because Hurts obviously dealing with the shoulder injury, and the question is, should he even play? Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst on the 6 p.m. Sports Center, said this about what he thinks the Eagles need to do. There's no harm in starting Minshew again and letting him play against the Saints and then finish up the ceiling uh, with Jalen, if he's if he's healthy against the Giants, which is a conference game, that's always fun to play division games, obviously. But you got to rest him because this is the guy that really runs the, runs the offense. You look, they did great last week. They scored 37 points, but Mitchu cannot run like Hurts can run. He's a whole different element when he's a part of your running game. But I would rest him and get him ready for playoff competition. You buying it? Uh, I would rest Jalen Hurts as well. Now, of course, if they win here against the Saints and they clinch that number one spot, so even though the Eagles have been phenomenal all season long, they still got something to play for here down the stretch. The temptation might be to go back to Jalen Hurts. He's dealing with that shoulder sprain, as you mentioned. I think you give Jalen as much time to heal from that thing as possible. Also, because we saw Gardner Minshew, who I would argue maybe the best backup in the NFL, frankly, 
have a pretty decent game against very tough competition. Do I think Gardner Minshew can beat this Saints team? Actually, yes, I do. So I understand from an organizational perspective why they are being mum about Jalen Hurts. I think that they're trying to force the Saints to prepare for multiple quarterbacks. I think the reality is that there ain't no way they're playing Jalen Hurts because what's even more important than clinching the number one seed is having a healthy Jalen Hurts in the postseason. And there's no reason to risk it whatsoever down the stretch. Now, I know some people are going to be concerned there about the rust that Jalen Hurts would have coming into a postseason. I would be less concerned about the rust than that shoulder acting up in a postseason. So let's go ahead and give him as much rest as possible. Again, that team is so loaded. And yes, I think it's taken a little bit away from the Jalen Hurts conversation, a phenomenal season, an MVP caliber season. But it appears that Gardner Minshew can have uh, similar results, frankly, in that offense, in that system, behind that O-line. I think he can be good enough to get it done here against the Saints. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Gardner Minshew because he wasn't in our conversation earlier, but my guy's trying to play himself into a starting gig somewhere next year, Mm -hmm. and I think Gardner's got a real shot at doing that. There's just nothing on the line this week. Like To your point, yes, if they win, they clinch the one seed and they can rest everybody next week. Great. So if you put in Jalen Hurts for one game, then what? We're, we're, instead of saying he hasn't played in 34 days, what we're all going to say is he's only played one game in the last for 34 days. Like, it's lose-lose. Mm-hmm. If he comes out and looks bad in the playoffs, they're going to blame the rust either way. So why not give him the extra week? Because even as I look at the playoff machine, even if the Vikings win this week and the Eagles lose, it still all comes down to week 18. If the Eagles win week 18, they would still secure that final playoff spot. So to me, knowing there's just nothing on the line, why not see if the mustache man can run it back one more time and, and you know, recapture that magic again and, and see if, if he can, you know, the productivity from the quarterback position wasn't the reason the Eagles lost that football game. So, you know, I, I look at it from Philly's standpoint and say, I got everything to lose and nothing to gain uh, other than a bye week in the last week of the season. So why not treat this as the bye week and make the last week of the yeah, season? Yeah, they had to clean matters. up the turnovers with Minshew, but... From a productivity standpoint, as you mentioned, like Minshew absolutely can get this done. And they're not playing for anything more important down the stretch than actually having a a healthy Jalen Hurts to make noise in the postseason. Like even if they lose out these last couple games and they don't get the number one seed, I feel like there's less criticism on the coaching staff than if they play Jalen Hurts in one of these last two games and he gets injured and isn't available to you in the postseason, right? The only thing more important, again, than getting the number one seed and getting a home field advantage would be Jalen Hurts in the postseason being available to you because it's not going to matter if you have home field if you don't have Jalen under center who's been running that offense all season long. I think Gardner Minshew is a viable backup. I don't think Gardner Minshew is winning a Super Bowl for you, and I think that's the expectation now with this Eagles team around Jalen Hurts. I mean, there's a, a moment with Philly where everything's risk versus reward, and it, I mean, kind of missed me with the whole 34 days of rest thing. Like, I understand 34 days is a minute. We're making it sound like 34 days is 3.4 years. Right, like, it's not Deshaun Watson's yeah. rust, which we're seeing all sorts of rust from Deshaun Watson, probably understandably so, with the length of the suspension and what he went through sitting in, in uh, Houston before that and everything with the Watson story. This ain't that. Like, we're, we're talking about a month yeah. for and, Jalen Hurts. Like, it's what these dudes do in the offseason anyways. And we're talking about a month late in the season when 
your body could probably use a little minute to recoup anyway. And how often do we see quarterbacks that miss four weeks and then they come back and say, okay, you're going to be fine. Like, uh, would Rust hurt him for a series? Maybe. But, like, do we really believe that with these weapons and with the amount of time they've spent practicing and the months that they've put in and the weeks that they've played, I mean, do we really believe that that missing a couple of games is that big a deal? I don't. I think it's far more important that he be able to be pain-free in whatever he does, however they can get him there. It's important that he be pain-free, and then I'm going to trust that the work they've put in all year makes the muscle memory and the timing come back quickly. Plus, he didn't break his leg. He sprained his shoulder, right? Right. And in Jalen Hurts, we know. I mean, there's even questions there about the throwing ability versus the running ability. Jalen Hurts, we know, needs to be a mobile quarterback. He can still work out right now. He still can be at the – like, he's not throwing right now with the team. He's not taking first-team reps. But it's not like he has some sort of injury where he's, you know – completely at at home on his couch and can't do any sort of physical activity for 35 days or 34 days or whatever it is. That's not the case here with Jalen Hurts. It's a sprained shoulder. Maybe he could get out there and play. It just doesn't seem smart for him to do that in this scenario with the Eagles. I'm just imagining Hurts feet up with a bunch of cheesy crackers just like – Going to town. It looks like uh, he has a fast metabolism. Uh, yeah, I mean, go, okay. like Harry Douglas. Like, uh, I've never met anybody that can house more food than my guy Harry, and he still looks like he can play. Like, I just and Harry also is one of those guys. Harry Douglas also claims you're you're now co-host by the way. Uh, Fitz and Harry weekdays twelve to three Eastern. Then check out Joe and Amber seven to nine PM Eastern after January third uh, every weekday. But Harry Douglas also one of those guys who claims he doesn't work out. Yeah, which I don't believe. Yeah, I, I'm not buying it. I'm. I'm not like buying. You just, you just grow muscles somehow. It doesn't make sense. These uh, professional athletes, they've always got something up their sleeve. You can't trust them. Yeah, well, you can trust the Nets right now. Brooklyn has won 10 in a row. KD has been red hot. The question is, should we start paying attention? Is Brooklyn the best team in the NBA right now? We'll ask an expert about it. But first, Amber's got to tell you this about Vivid Seats. The football playoffs are right around the corner, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th for free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats life happens live. Receiver reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com it's Keyshawn j will and max on espn radio the espn app espnu amber wilson jason fitz we're presented by progressive insurance we gotta get we'll get back to all of the like you know it's just nfl fans right now my menchie's blowing up oh, Your menchie's the blowing raiders up. nation uh, i mean it's just it, it is a loud day from football fans everywhere uh but we're going to take a break, Amber, from all of the NFL talk and get to a little bit of NBA here. The NBA talk brought to you by Fresh Pet, real pet food fresh from the fridge. There's nobody fresher than one Andre Snelling, ESPN.com senior writer. Uh, I always say this every time I get to talk to him. It's important to note that his Twitter handle is at Professor Dr. Z. Why? Because he is both a professor and a doctor and also one of the best NBA writers we have. So, Dre, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Like, just any time I can talk to the most interesting man in the world, I'm super happy. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Um, before we move completely off of uh, the NFL, let me throw in a who day, um, big Monday night football game. And uh, congratulations to both of you for, for your new radio shows. Um, I'm super excited. Both your partners, you know, Joe is my Daily Wager brethren and mm-hmm. Harry Douglas, straight repping that ATL where I spent my college years. So both of y'all got some great stuff for the new year. Oh, thanks, thanks. Uh, By the way, our new show starts January 3rd. Uh, okay, so now that we've done a shameless plug here, the Nets, 10 in a row, KD red hot. At what point, considering all everybody wants to talk about is championships, at what point can I just buy in and enjoy the uh, success they're having in the regular season? I think you got to enjoy it now because – we don't know how long it's going to last, right? Like this is, uh, I heard, uh, I think it was your show mentioned it a few minutes ago, that this is what we thought or what a lot of people thought the Nets would look like when they brought KD and Kyrie to town. And, you know, Harden didn't work out, but Ben Simmons was an all-star just a couple years ago. So this is kind of, I feel like the best case scenario of what this team can be. But I wrote about him on Monday. Like, I mean, not to be the Debbie Downer, but literally those top three players have averaged between like 35 and 42 missed games a season for the past three seasons, you know, for, for like a variety of reasons. And so I think that you have to enjoy it now because it's definitely not guaranteed to be able to continue throughout the rest of this marathon of a season and postseason beyond. If you don't read Andre Snelling's articles, then you are missing out because they are some of my very favorite articles on ESPN.com. You mentioned your article from Monday, Dre. You said in there, I believe, that the difference 
right now in this season is that we ain't hearing the noise that we normally hear around this team. But, Dre, I feel like we've been here before in terms of freaking out about a win streak. Like, that I feel like we've done in the past during the KD Kyrie era. Is there a difference here that should make us? You said tentatively we don't necessarily need to buy in yet, but is that lack of noise something that we can buy into? Yeah, that lack of noise is huge because – you know, the last time, so when they brought Harden to town and during that stretch when Harden and, and, and Durant and, and Kyrie were all relatively healthy, or even if two of the three were healthy, they were strong for most of the, the, the end of that season. I remember that was the year I was going on uh, uh, Max Kellerman's uh, radio show, and we were arguing every time because I was like, I think the Bucks are the best team in the league. And he was like, you're crazy. These Nets are the best team since the 72-win Bulls. And, you know, like, they're offensive. And like, but, but even then, there was still noise. It wasn't noise like what's come up over the last couple of seasons with Kyrie um, in particular. But there was still just controversy. People were like, well, they're not playing defense. And you can't just go out and outscore everybody. And, and, and there were question marks. Uh, Harden had just forced himself out of Houston. You're not hearing that now. Everything is just radio silent. And I think the key, health and radio silence are the two things that could let the Nets get closer to where they've wanted to go than they've been for a while. We're talking to Andre Snellings. Follow him on Twitter at Professor Dr. Z, ESPN.com senior writer. So I want to stick in the East, but ask sort of a philosophical question here. Because coming into the year, the Celtics' downfall was supposed to be we had no idea what the coaching situation would be like. Instead, the Celtics might be even better than we expected. Does coaching really matter in the NBA? Absolutely. Coaching absolutely matters in the NBA. Um, Maybe in in some ways, maybe more than other sports, because there's only five players on the court and the coach is so right there. It's like he's almost the the, the sixth man um, on on a game-to-game basis, but he sets the strategy and sets the tone. I mean, you know, I'm one that thinks it's not a coincidence that if you look at uh, Jordan and Kobe's careers, they had uh, about uh, half of their careers were with Phil Jackson as their coach and half of them were without. And they have 11 combined titles with Jackson as a coach and zero without. Um, you know, coaching's not everything, but it does matter. The Celtics are a really interesting case because they were so primed coming off of last season. They were a young team that I think maybe outkicked their coverage a little bit. People didn't expect them to be as good as they were, as fast as they were. And then they got to the finals and they ran into a in prime, you know, form uh, dynasty caliber team in, in, in the Warriors and they weren't ready for it. So I feel like they came into this season like, OK, we got something for them this year. And their best players are also young. Right. You know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being in their early mid 20s, it, it, it gives them an energy to get through this marathon that maybe the 30 something teams don't have. And so I think that's helped them to be, be so strong in this regular season. I'm curious to see how they finish it and move into the playoffs. Last season, they won with defense. This season, they've been winning with offense. Can they reintroduce that defensive element now that Robert Williams, the time lord, is healthy? And, and, and so there's a lot of questions to, to be had. But, yeah, Tatum's playing at the MVP level, and the Celtics are playing as good as any team in the NBA right now. Hurts my heart to say it, but that Celtics team, they are nothing to mess with this season at all. (laughs) Dre, I have to ask you, obviously, Luka's performance the other night, historic performance, a stat line we've never seen in NBA history over the Knicks. If you were starting a franchise today, put on your GM hat for me, would it be Luka that you would build around? If I was starting a franchise today, I would still take Giannis. Um, 
the man's been around forever, but he's still only like 27, 28 years old. And he has a game that I think is going to age well because at some point he'll just become a full-time center and, and add another five years, kind of like LeBron has done moving to the power forward slot. With that said, this season in the NBA, I know a lot of people, because the NFL is so strong, people pay attention to the NFL, there's video game numbers left and right. You had Luka's 60-20-10 or whatever. The week before, Jokic went for like 40-27-10. and 10. Um, You know, I remember not too long ago, Joel Embiid, put up some kind of like a hundred and something points in two back-to-back games. And they're like, first time we've seen us is Wilt. Last night, Giannis, the Bucks lost. And Giannis went for like 40 and 25. And, you know, like it's just, it's almost like everybody's playing, uh, the, the best players are, are playing Lakers versus Celtics, or, you know, or, or NBA jams. And, and the rest of the league is just trying to catch up. But there's been some really, really great basketball right now. But, yeah, if I had to pick one, I would still go with the, with the Greek Freak. Read them on ESPN.com. Follow them on Twitter at Professor Dr. Z. Uh, Andre Sellings, Ray, always appreciate your time. And Happy New Year, my friend. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. You know, it's interesting as he just points out that a lot of people haven't paid attention. The video game numbers have been one of the things that have been the most exciting. It feels like we are getting highlight after highlight of nights where teams are going off for 120, 125. The, the amount of points coming out. Of this, And sometimes you say that's because the defense is terrible. I don't think defense is terrible this year. It just feels like there are a lot of guys that are capable of creating shots from anywhere. I don't know how you stop some of the ways guys shoot right now. I, it Certainly offense has been the story of this regular season so far. I do wonder if we see a switch there in the postseason. Because you heard Dre say it when it comes to the yeah. Cs. Like they were winning in the postseason last season because they were reliant so much defensively. Typically, that is the recipe for success in a postseason in the NBA. But the way things have been trending this season, that offense has been everything. I just don't know if we're going to see it quite the same way. Like, I think we're going to see a different level of energy defensively when we get to the postseason. The scary thing about the Celtics to me is they can do it both ways. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, Dre also mentioned the Bucs. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying this loudly. Like, the Bucs are just a team we sleep on every year. Because we're used to it now, though. Yeah. With the Bucks, I feel like we just don't appreciate it. Now it's like the greatness of Giannis, not controversial. What is there to discuss, right? Jason Tatum, there was more to discuss with the Celtics, for example, more development there. Nobody's questioning Giannis. Yeah, you're, you're right. And when we get into playoff basketball and it becomes a matchup nightmare for everybody that Giannis constantly is, we will then again have this jaw-dropping, oh, my God, Giannis is great moment. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Amber Wilson, Jason Fitz in for the guys. We'll get back to the NFL action because there's Thursday, which means we have Thursday night football. There might not be much on the line tonight for the Titans and the Cowboys. Frankly, the Titans have nothing on the line, but the Cowboys have a ton on the line. It starts now, and it runs all the way through the playoffs. How much pressure is there for a deep playoff run? We'll answer it next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.